Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So a lot to talk about today. Uh, folks, I got a really troubling email this morning, early, from uh, someone from the New York City Fire Department wishing to remain anonymous. And uh, it's one of the most troubling emails I've received in a long time. We're going to get to that. We've got a lot to talk about, including the real State of the Union. Don't go anywhere. Uh, today's show brought to you by GetRefunds.com. If you own a business, it's been a bumpy ride. From the pandemic to inflation, you could use a break. You know it. And innovation refunds, they can help. If your business has five or more employees managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. It's not a loan. It's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. The challenge is getting your hands on it. How do you cut through the red tape and get your business to refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. They have a team of tax attorneys they put together that are highly trained in a little-known payroll tax refund program, and they've already returned $1 billion to businesses. They can help you, too. They do all the work. There's no charge up front. And they simply share a percentage of the cash they get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, even those that had increases in sales. To find out if your business qualifies, just go to GetRefunds.com and click on Qualify Me and just answer a few questions. This payroll tax refund's only available for a limited amount of time, so don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds. Dot com. All right, Joseph, let's go. Here we go, my man. <laughs> yes. Joe has got to let my hands a little swollen, too, as you can see. This is the only thing bothering me. The craziest thing. The doc did this amazing <laughs> surgery, cleaned out this disastrous elbow. And the thing that's bothering me most isn't my elbow. My elbow feels fine. It's my swollen hand. I feel like Tyson after like <laughs> a boxing match or something. I was sleeping last night. I'm like, I get up at two in the morning, like, Paula, my hand, it's killing me. Like take some extra strength Tylenol and hey, come on, get to sleep. No, that's the but but uh, thank you to everyone in the medical crew. You guys were great. So folks, wokeness, um, wokeness is undoubtedly going to get people killed. I got an email this morning. Fire department, uh, let's say person sends me a message. I don't even want to say the rank, and this individual in the fire department says, Dan, uh, this is really bad. We have a new fire commissioner in New York City. And this, this effect, believe me, this isn't a New York City story. This is a global story. And she really doesn't care about fighting fire as much, as much as she cares about wokeness, CRT, identity politics, uh, and the new uh, you know, agenda of the left. The email was troubling. Apparently, a bunch of fire chiefs have kind of self-demoted themselves uh, as a protest for the shuffling around of people, uh, according to this commissioner, based on what, what they believe are quota filling and identity politics. Folks, every institution in America has been corrupted by this. Uh, you know, even the you know, noted leftist Bill Maher, who hates that conservatives cite some of his stuff sometimes, but he's had some kind of awakening, too. He had a pretty viral monologue this week where he was talking about these cultural revolutions. These Maoist, cultural, communist-type revolutions now, and they always wind up turning on who, guys? Turning on the revolutionaries themselves, whose famous last words is, wait, I'm on your side. That's the last words before the guillotine drops on them. It's going to get someone killed, this emphasis on wokeness and diversity, equity, and inclusion over skills. None of those things actually mean what liberals say they mean. Every institution in America is being corrupted by this. My only hope in this rather dour segment is that there's a positive from this. And the positive is uh, you have people like Ron DeSantis, and Donald Trump and others leading this revolution against wokeness that's catching on. And I can tell it's catching on because there's no, there hasn't been a more powerful 
sustained response to the culture wars and has been in Florida with Governor Ron DeSantis. And he won, ladies and gentlemen, by 20 points. That's real. That's a fact. Those are numbers. It's not your opinion. I don't care about your opinion about what the numbers were. The numbers are the numbers. He won in overwhelming fashion because he's been fighting this culture war for a long time. Disney, the NHL, and we are starting to turn the tide. But folks, this is what the communists, the Maoists, and the socialists have always wanted. They've always wanted an egalitarian society where everybody's equal. The catch is not everybody's equal at a high level of prosperity. Everybody's equally poor. The Maoist knows this because it doesn't affect the Maoist. The leaders at the top, the AOC, Bernie Sanders, you know, Maduro crowd in Venezuela, the new Colombian president, they don't care because they're not affected by this. They'll be wealthy driving their Teslas and whatever they do and shopping at Whole Foods. They want you to be poor. So they have to destroy meritocracy. And wokeness has become a vehicle to do this. I'll get to the email in a second, but it's corrupting every institution. Now, I got unbelievable medical care, but it made me think of this too. I read this story a while back. This is from November of 2022. And you can read these stories everywhere. Just put wokeness, medical schools. Medical schools are even more woke than you think. And your care is at risk by Dr. Stanley Goldfarb. Folks, medical schools are starting to prioritize training in diversity, equity, and inclusion which has nothing to do with healthcare and everything to do with race essentialism, making race essential to things you do rather than actual healthcare, that I'm telling you, I'm saying this as a matter of fact, not as a matter of my opinion. You are going to be treated at some point by a doctor who could have done a better job on you, regardless of their race, color, or creed, if they had spent more time on healthcare and actually doing healthcare-based skills rather than focusing on woke DEI-based stuff, which is where medical schools are going. This is an, a real legitimate threat to your health. Can you imagine your kid in, car, in a car accident, needs some emergency brain surgery, and the first thing the medical staff comes out and tell you is, tells you is, uh, listen, this guy's the most skilled doctor in the business, Dr. Jones over there, but we're going to use uh, Dr. Tommy over here because Dr. Tommy, uh, he needs some more work hours and it's more equitable because if we don't, we won't have enough, whatever, Hispanic doctors who fit some kind of work quota. You'd be like, what are you, crazy? Folks, this is where it's going. This is where all of this is going. Now, I brought up medical school first because there's, there's no... There's nothing more tautologically life or death than actual medical treatment in a life or death scenario. But as someone who's been through a tragic house fire, I lived with my aunt and uncle in Wonton, New York. I don't know if I ever told you the story. You don't, we don't need all the details now, but the house burned down. I wasn't there. We, the dog died, unfortunately, Scooby. But um, no human beings died. The dog was traumatic enough. But the house burned down. It was almost nothing left to it at all. So as someone who's been through this and understands the horror of it, showing up while the thing was still smoldering. Folks, this is serious stuff. We took real live fire training in the Secret Service, a sliver of what actual fire department officers take. Have you ever, have you ever been in a real fire? A dark, black, do you, do you have any idea how horrible it is? It is one of the worst experiences on planet Earth. You can't breathe. It is obviously hot. You, if you're not on the floor where the air is, you feel like you're suffocating. Everything is black. There's panic. You can't see doors. You can't see any. It's not like the movies with that white theatrical smoke. Real smoke is jet black and you can't see your freaking hand in front of your face. 
These fire department, uh, firemen and women, they rush into these things. They walk into there voluntarily to save your ass. And it requires a tremendous amount of bravery and training to do it. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't do it. I'm claustrophobic. And the first time I went through real fire training with that Scott pack on, with the Scott pack on, uh, the, the oxygen, folks, I freaked out. It took me a couple of times to get through it. It's not for me. So the fire department uh, officer sends me an email this morning saying that the new chief is obsessed with racial quotas, CRT, and woke identity politics, so much so that they're making personnel decisions on it. Can you imagine this? People at the highest levels of the fire department are determining how your life is going to be saved in the event of a tragic fire or medical incident. Remember, they run EMS too in New York. Whoever responds, all of this is being determined by woke politics and box checking and quota exercises. Well, I went and looked it up because I get a lot of emails and I want to be sure I do proper vetting. Sometimes people email me and tell me stories and I'm, you know, we're not exactly sure how much of it's true or not. And sure enough, individuals telling the truth. New York Post story from the other day. Fire department ranks in turmoil after commissioner demotes chiefs and high-ranking officials step down. Apparently, this new commissioner knows almost nothing about firefighting, knows a lot about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and wokeism. Folks, I rarely open with stories like this, but I want to leave you with this before I get to a number of important stories, including the State of the Union tonight, this chat GPT thing. we got a loaded show. If we do not go state by state and fully eliminate and ban discrimination based on race, hiring, and promotion fully, there will be no subordinating whiteness, subordinating Hispanic, white Hispanic, different categories of people. If we do not ban racial discrimination, Ban it. Fully ban it. I don't mean what, what Democrats call racial discrimination. I mean any and all racial discrimination. We're going to be lost, folks. Wokeness is going to get people killed. You're going to burn in a fire. You're going to find yourself in a car accident having died because your doctor is going to have spent more time on wokeness than on wellness. All right, move it on. So the State of the Union's tonight. And uh, I think it's time for some honesty. Now, I was thinking about this. I was just uh, getting ready for the show, getting some morning sun, doing a locals video like I do every morning from the patio. If you like that, check them out. I really dig them. Give me the kind of the inside scoop on my life. It's my own version of a reality show. And I thought to myself, you know, you're going to need the real state of the union and the facts. Now, this isn't really necessary when there's a Republican president given the state of the union address, which is going to happen tonight. It's Tuesday. Because why? Because when we have a Republican president, what happens, guys? The media, of course, hates them. Why? Because they're Republicans. Yeah. That's why. Come on now. Let's not, I mean, let's not ask dumb questions. So what is the media's role in a Republican administration? You guys know? What's their role? Don't say journalist, please. I don't want, let's not waste time with Downplay the Republicans, yeah. They're, 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 yeah, they're, they're right. Their role is as an adversary, yes. correct? It's not journalism. It's whatever the Republican says, it needs to be challenged. My point in this is, it's very hard to lie when you're a Republican president as consistently as Biden. All politicians lie, Republicans and Democrats. Get it. Got it. Good. But it's impossible to lie to the degree Joe Biden does if you're a Republican because the media sees themselves as your adversary, not as doing actual journalism. So whatever you say, even if it's factually accurate, there will always be a challenge to it. If it's inaccurate, forget it. It'll be a story for a month. That doesn't happen with Democrats because what's the media's role? When a Democrat is in office, anybody know? Again, please don't say journalism. I don't want to have to waste the audience. It's as an advocate, there adversary advocate. So what they have to do when there's a Democrat in office is 
only let the really disgusting lies go challenge because then they, you know, the media at some point has to be like, okay, like this one will really look bad if we, but most of the white lies, gray lies, and even like kind of like dark gray lies, they'll let go or they'll stick a fact checker on it to say, oh, it's missing context or something like that. So it's up to me during the State of the Union to give you the real State of the Union and the facts. First, let's start out with this. Here is the real State of the Union. Here was Brian Deese, one of Biden's economic advisors. Here he was yesterday in the White House, um, again, stating something that is factually. This is an opinion show. I understand that. I'm a conservative of conservative opinions. But facts exist regardless of your opinion on them. What does Shapiro say? Facts don't care about your feelings. He's correct. They don't. You can have feelings about facts. But the facts don't have feelings about your feelings. Does that make sense? So Brian D said this yesterday about the economy uh, and what's really important. And this is on uh, the eve of the State of the Union. Here, check this out. Ultimately, the ultimate, uh, you know, the 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 ultimate uh, test of of an economic policy and an economic outcome is whether families feel more economic security uh, in their lives. Yeah, that. That is the ultimate test that he goes on to explain how they do. Except, again, a poll number, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, is a fact, right? A poll number. It's not a poll opinion. It's a poll number. So as we showed to you yesterday, and I'm intentionally using left-wing sources for the reason I do often, um, it's hard for leftists to challenge left-wing sources, especially when they come from the media. Here's what I mean by this. ABC News ran a poll. Now, if you're going to run a poll, you got to publicize the poll or else it'll leak out. You didn't publicize the poll and you'll look even worse than the advocates you are for the left. And the poll said the exact opposite, that, quote, record numbers of people are worse off, a recipe for political discontent. Four in 10 Americans say they're worse off financially since Biden took office. So, again, Brian Deese has an opinion on what's really important. That's his opinion. Brian Z says what's really important is Americans' financial well-being and how they feel. Yet when you actually go and look at the facts, the poll data on how Americans feel, Brian Deese is contradicting his own point because Americans feel terrible. So if that's the most important thing, then the most important thing the Biden team is failing on. You see how logic chains work? <laughs> Liberals are like, what? what? Ooh, ooh. They don't... Logic isn't really their thing. Logic, reason. Let's walk through a few more. Because again, facts don't really care about your opinions, although you can have opinions about facts. The Biden team tonight, I'm sure during the State of the Union, is going to highlight the economy. What they're going to highlight, I have no idea. Probably the job, the unemployment number, which is historically low. The problem is a lot of people are working in jobs that are making them less money in real wages. But we'll leave that for another time. I'll get to that later in the segment here. But what about that jobs report that just came out that liberals are just bonkers over? Oh, look at this. 500,000 jobs seasonally adjusted. Notice that last part, seasonally adjusted. Because Mark Zandi, no conservative economist, by the way, and this article by James Rogan is quoted, False Economic Dawn is the article. It's in the newsletter, bongito.com slash newsletter if you want to read it for yourself. Zandi, who's the chief economist at uh, Moody's, He tweeted, well, that 500,000 jobs report, most likely they had difficulty seasonally adjusting the data because January was the fifth warmest on record. On an unadjusted basis, folks, in other words, the actual raw numbers, employers in the United States shed 2.5 million jobs in January. Individuals who were hired for the holiday season were let go. In January, revisions to the employment market can be significant. 
Weird. 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 They, uh, you know, they kind of like glossed over all that stuff. <sighs> uh, what's even weirder is, I know, it's strange. It's almost as if they're trying to hide this. What's strange is that they're telling you, gosh, these job numbers are just so amazing, yet four in 10 Americans are saying they're worse off. So how is that? How is it that a time of, granted, they are not incorrect, historically low unemployment, Americans feel worse off? Here's the crazy answer. You ready, Joe? This is just bold. This is big yeah. and bold, man. It's like the bold and the beautiful, that old, uh, so, that old uh, soap opera used to have. Um, they're worse off and they feel worse off because they are, because they're actually making less money. Hold that thought. Again, we'll get to that in a second. So he won't tell you that tonight about the jobs, uh, the jobs numbers and that people are making less money. Also about GDP, he'll make a big deal out of 2.9% growth uh, quarterly, which isn't terrible. The problem is it's less than the quarter before, meaning the economy is not expanding. The economy is shrinking compared to last quarter, expanding at a gross level. So Rogan notes in his piece, yeah, the economy did expand at 2.9% on an annual basis. But the fourth quarter GDP number exaggerates the underlying strength of the economic activity. Again, these are facts. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm just giving you the facts. He notes real final sales to domestic purchasers. The best measure of the underlying strength of the economy only grew by 0.2% in the fourth quarter. Economic growth is decelerating. The manufacturing sector is in recession. Folks, I'm not trying to talk down the economy. I don't want to. I can't say this enough. It, recessions involve real pain for real people who really lose their jobs and really lose their skills and have to go home and tell their kids why they can't go out to whatever, the outback and get a steak one night or whatever it may be, and they've got to eat, you know, uh, waffles for dinner. This is real. These are real people, you know, with real lives where there's a real penalty for bad decisions. I'm not like the left and even Mars said it that one time. They want a recession to make a political point. That's not me. Republicans can win on ideas without wishing economic doom on everyone. But the facts are the facts. The economy is not accelerating. It's decelerating. The job market is rough. The inflationary environment is killing people's wages. These are facts. We can deal with them and we can fix them, but only when we acknowledge them first. You know, when I first heard those numbers, Dan, the first thing in my head, I'm going to throw that to the Bongino rule. This, oh, this, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Give that. Oh, Bam. This, I'm glad you did that because yeah. it's our rule. We should. You notice we stayed away from it, too? Damn straight. Because I knew. I'm like, no, 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 no. 517,000 jobs. Something's not right there. I knew it. There's something. There was, so we're going to chill on. Well, you know what? Let's wait for the revision. And if the revision comes back, 425, 300, which would still be good numbers, fine. Those are good numbers. Again, I'm not, I'm not looking for a recession. But good point, Joe. The Bongino rule applies to us. What about gas prices? What about the border? What about fentanyl? Let's get to the real state of the union. That's coming up next, too. Also, uh, a great, great piece about where they are on crime, too, because he's going to try to smooth that over, too. I'll show you their little trick. First, today's show is brought to you by HelixSleep.com. H-E-L-I-X. I sleep on a Helix mattress. Man, if I needed it lately, need some good sleep. Because you get older, you know, it's so critical. Get that deep, restorative sleep, that healing sleep. That comforting sleep where you wake up feeling rested and refreshed. That's the trick. You need a good mattress to do it. And the best mattresses around are at helixsleep.com. Take the quiz, the sleep quiz. I took it. I was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows everyone's unique. So they have several different mattress models to match uh, you based on your body type and your sleep preferences. You're a side sleeper like me. They have a different mattress for you. 
Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. When you receive your Helix mattress, you'll be obsessed with it. It's quick and fun to unbox. You're not going to believe how well you'll sleep. You'll wake up feeling both rested and refreshed. They have a 10-year warranty. I'd put 10 fingers up, but only five work right now. So they have, I promise, is it 10, <laughs> five, five times two? They have a 10-year warranty, and Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix, H-E-L-I-X, they're now offering up to 20% off. It's a big savings. All mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners to this show. It's their best offer yet. So go today. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. Write it down if you need to. It's a great, great mattress with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Check them out. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. Okay. So again, the real State of the Union. We'll cover, obviously, the State of the Union, the low lights. There will be no highlights tomorrow. But he's giving it tonight. He's going to mention all things. I'm sure he's going to talk about how he lowered gas prices. So again, folks, for the, I don't know, eighth, ninth, tenth time during the show, these are facts. Your opinion about the facts is a separate matter, but it doesn't change the facts. This is a chart, hat tip, RNC research. When Joe Biden took office, the average price for a gallon of gas was $2.39. If you look at it today, it's hovering around $3 or more, and it's peaked at uh, near $5, as you can see in the chart. You can look at it on the rumble screen. Folks, the Joe Biden gas prices are up. They're up dramatically. Now, the fact that they were up even more dramatically during the time of Biden's presidency and they lowered a bit does not make it a success. I'll never forget this agent friend of mine, a helicopter, the Secret Service agent friend. He was in transportation, motorcades, and a helicopter landed on his motorcade route one time. Let's call this guy Tony. He's in my book, too. My upcoming, I, I, we'll call him Tony, friends. That's not his real name. But it almost caused like a massive wreck. And luckily, they avoided it. The helicopter landed and the route got out in time. And I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, an uneventful failure, Dan, is not a success. Because I said, well, it's a success. You got him there. He said, no, it isn't. I was very proud of him for that. This is Biden's price. An uneventful failure is not a success. The fact that gas prices are down from your $5 failure does not make you a success if they're up since the time you took office dramatically. Those are just facts. Don't forget that number for your liberal friends, 239. It's easy enough to remember, 239. That was the price of a gallon of gas. Biden shut down uh, uh, new leases. You have the lowest number of acreage used for drilling right now. He shut down Keystone. There's uh, drilling projects in Alaska he won't engage in, Gulf leases. Of course, it's going to shut down production and affect the price. That's the real state of the union. This guy's full of crap. What about border crossings? Here, this is from Pew Research. Pew, folks, they're not known for like far right wing commentary, fellas. Here's Pew Research. Migrant encounters up again dramatically. Here's the headline. Monthly migrant encounters at the U.S.-Mexico border are near record highs. Near record highs, meaning that's a record. A record means it's not precedented, meaning unprecedented, or it wouldn't be a record. When you Michael Phelps swimming to break a record in freestyle, if you break the record, it means no one has done that before, meaning it's without precedent, meaning no president has been as bad as Joe Biden on border crossings. I, I'm, just, I'm just giving you the numbers, man. Just giving you the numbers. Here again, I'm 
quoting the New York Times on this, fake news specialist, because even they can't hide this. What about fentanyl? Fentanyl, of course, is related to the border because most of it is tracked across our southern, not all, but most of it is trafficked across our southern border with coyotes and others. Fentanyl deaths are in New York City are at record levels. Uh, folks, again, this is the New York Times. It's not conservative review. I, I, what's he going to do? This is another, I just described what a record is, is without precedent. So no one's been as bad as Joe Biden, even in liberal cities where their politics dominate on deaths from fentanyl. Nobody, nobody's been as bad as Joe. Is he going to cite that in the State of the Union? What about crime while we're on the topic of drugs? Again, MSNBC. Man, Dan, you're going with a lot of these lefty resources today. Yeah, because I want to show you how even the lefties can't hide the obvious. This article by MSNBC is meant to talk you off the ledge. It's from October 2022. America believes, America believes crime is way up. The stats don't match that. Now, listen to how they frame this. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the hilarious thing is they're like, these crazy Republicans are so convinced crime is up. But in their areas, the victim rate remains unchanged in suburban or rural areas. <laughs> leave this up. Leave this up. So, so just to be clear... Where Republicans live and govern, the crime rate is, quote, unchanged. And this is MSNBC trying to tell you there's nothing to see here. Then they note, and while crime has risen in some cities, stats like the murder rate and gun violence are actually down in other cities like New York City. And importantly, you're still nowhere near the peaks we saw in the 1990s. You see the trick? You see what they did? They did the same trick they did with gas prices. So because at some point in the 1990s when Republicans were in charge in New York City with Rudy Giuliani and others, and they were using broken windows, conservative style policing based on law and order, crime was at record lows. So now that it's jumped dramatically, even though it's not as low as it was when Republicans were in charge, just like gas prices, they weren't as low when, uh, when he took over for Donald Trump. This is a success. An uneventful failure for them is a success. Now, what they leave out of this cringy article is the fact that the cities they're saying where, quote, crime has risen in some cities are overwhelmingly run by who? Anyone want to take a stab oh. at it? Hey, you've been quiet today. I don't think he's confused today. He doesn't know, Joe. He has no <laughs> well, idea. Uh, let me, you think they're run by you. Democrats? Yeah. Joe's offering. Joe, what do you think? He says run by Democrats. Dude, you want to help him out? Democrats, baby. Dems, Democrats. Yeah, Dems Joe, straight. of course. He needed a little bit of assistance. He did it. his yoga this morning early, but he's not in it. I'm a little weird. I'm a little weirded out. He said he was all into the business today. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the yoga didn't work. So, of course, I just went to the Daily Signal article I love. It's one of my favorites, Samantha Asheris. Uh, 27 of the top 30 crime-ridden cities run by Democrats. Oh! So the MSNBC piece, <laughs> which, again, is as cringe as it gets, is you Republicans are worrying about nothing. Crime isn't out of control where you live. And you run the government, but in cities run by Democrats, it is. Point for you guys. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> now, let me leave with this one. It's a, <laughs> sorry, sniffles. Nose is good though. Don't worry. Health problems are slowly diminishing day by day. This is a screenshot from my phone from last week. And I went to Google. You can even see up in the upper right-hand corner is a picture of me. I must've been logged into some account or something there just to show you that's my account, Google. I just put in real wages down in Google, left-wing communist search engine. And they note, as I've discussed often, that real average hourly earnings decreased. Real average hourly earnings combined with a decrease in the average work week reversed, or resulted in a 2% decrease 
2% decrease in real average weekly earnings over this period from December to December of 2022. That's the real state of the union, folks. We can fix it. I'm long on America. I will remain long on America. We have been in worse places before. This is fixable, but we're never going to fix a damn thing if we continue to give bold speeches like he's about to give tonight, talking about how wonderful the State of the Union is. Again, Biden's free to have an opinion about facts, but facts don't care about your opinions. It doesn't work in reverse. All right, I've got uh, this Chinese balloon story. China's this spy balloon story is not about a balloon. It is about China, our country being bought and sold to foreign governments. Folks, yesterday's show called They Sold You Out did just crazy numbers because when we put the pieces together, if you missed it, watch it, about how people in our government, the intelligence community, military, politics, local level, how they're bought and sold to the Chinese Communist Party and others. This is creating a very perilous national security crisis. I'm going to show you the liberal response to this and a Washington Times piece that should tickle you in all the wrong ways. First, uh, MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Use promo code Bongino because the inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. You ever picked up a towel set because it felt soft in the store and then you bring it home, you take a shower, you get out and the towel doesn't do the one thing it's supposed to do, like actually dry you? Well, that kind of, that's kind of the purpose, right? So MyPillow said, you know what, let's develop MyPillow towels that actually dry you. Mind-blowing, right? The six-piece towel set for MyPillow includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Here's how you get this great deal. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listeners special. My pillow products come with a 10-year warranty. They have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of my pillow towels, just go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and our promo code Bongino. Or call 800-837-0459. 800-837-0459. That's mypillow.com. Use promo code Bongino. It's a great company. Appreciate you supporting them. Please uh, appreciate your patience as always. The sponsors are here to talk to you. They keep the show free, and we appreciate you. So the response to this Chinese spy balloon scandal, which should be a Sputnik-like moment. I have a guy emails me uh, a lot. His name is Brian. He's been emailing me forever. Very interesting emails. I, I don't mean that in a bad way. That's how it came over. You email me forever. I enjoy his emails. Uh, I used to give out my email earlier in the show when Joe and I first started doing it. But uh, candidly, folks, it just got a little overwhelming. Um, so now we just use kind of Facebook. Uh, we just couldn't answer everyone. and people get a little annoyed. So the show grew a lot. Thanks to you. Uh, but Brian emails me a lot and he, he, he emailed me something really frightening this morning. It's something I addressed yesterday. This, the balloon China sent here was a message folks, not about a balloon. The balloon they sent here, they knew would be discovered. It was unquestionably a middle finger to America saying, look what we can do to you and look what your leaders will do about it, which is nothing. They will let it traverse the entire country. Send all the information back to China before they do a damn thing. It was a psychological attack on us. Keep that. Keep that in your head for a second. Because it's responses like this from deranged leftists that I'm telling you, they will let this place get nuked in an EMP attack where a grid gets wiped out and we're eating each other in a cannibalistic, like, walking dead episode. They will let that happen before they admit something needs to be done. 
and that Biden failed. Here, take a listen to Whoopi Goldberg on The View. Just thinks it's hilarious. Oh, they spy on us. We spy on them. No big deal here. Check this out. We spy on them. They spy on us. We find out stuff. They find out stuff. You know, and the world keeps going around. <laughs> yeah. He brought up a good point. Whoopi cannot go 24 hours, really, without saying something so absurdly stupid. I mean, whether it's, you know, it's some Holocaust thing or the woman is just incapable of a coherent thought. It's bizarre. So I'm confused about the leftist response like Whoopi. And she's not the only one. I mean, we don't, who really takes her seriously? The only reason I played her is because she's a prominent figure, even if she is a dunce. But there are others saying this too. Not all. Some Democrats have responded, you know, rather forcefully to this, realizing I think we've got a problem. But a lot of them haven't and played it down. This is not a joke, folks. This is going, the, the Chinese Communist Party understands the role of useful idiots in the media. Keep in mind, these are the same people, these leftists, who insisted that Paul Manafort, Trump's old campaign manager, that when he shared polling data with a guy named Konstantin Kalimnik, with at best questionable ties to Russia at best, and who also was a source in the Obama administration for their State Department, that this was the end of the world. This was Russia basically spying and colluding with the Trump campaign to overthrow the United States and steal an election. So just to be clear, sharing public, well, what was soon to be public or was already known public polling data, if it was accurate, other polls would have matched the same numbers, right? With some guy with, at best, questionable ties to Russia, who the Obama administration had a friendly relationship with, is the end of the world. But China sending a sophisticated set of spying tools on an unsophisticated balloon and traversing the entire United States, giving us the middle finger, is no big deal. That makes sense to you? If it does, you're probably a leftist driving a Mini Cooper with a tolerance sticker and coexist on the back of your car. Folks, this is serious stuff. I, I want to encourage you to do something. I, I, I recommend a lot of books. Um, but I'm going to recommend a movie. I've recommended it before. Did, did you see The Road, Guy? I've told you to watch it. You did. Okay. You enjoyed it, right? Joe, did you ever see it? The Road? No. V Viggo Mortensen? Oh, oh nah. Folks. I bring this up because it's a movie about Armageddon, the apocalypse. It's Viggo Mortensen. It's based on a Cormac McCarthy book. The book is even more disturbing if you want to read the book. No, it's called The Road. It is a really amazing movie. It talks about the apocalypse, but they never tell you how they get there. Is it a volcano, a nuclear strike? It basically, I'm not going to give away the whole movie, but it basically just starts with almost everyone's dead. There's no food around. People are scavenging. They're eating each other. It's just a total nightmare. But it's not told in like a book of Eli kind of, you know, suspension of disbelief story. It's, it's like the Denzel Washington movie. It's told from a very practical perspective. Like, well, what happens if you only have one round left in your gun? What happens if you don't have ammunition? What happens when roving bandits start raping women and you're there with only your kid? What do you do? If you don't have any abilities, what do you do? I mean, it, it's, it's really a crazy movie. Why do I bring that up now? Because you understand if China was to send, say, a thousand of these low-tech, unbelievably cheap balloons, they, they could finance like that over here and floating over here with EMP devices attached that detonate, I brought this up yesterday, detonate in your atmosphere, that it would wipe out our entire electrical grid. Oh, I got battery. No, no, no. Anything with a circuit is finished. 
If you ever want to see what that looks like, watch the movie The Road. And you'll see why this kind of stuff kind of scares the living out of me. Now, I told you when I opened up the segment to remember that this was psychological warfare. And what worries me about psychological warfare is when you do it, you've always got to up each time. You've got to go up a gradient. The only thing that works about psychological warfare is making it more psychologically disturbing each time, right? You don't bring it down a notch. You don't scare a kid with a Freddy Krueger mask and then show up the next day with the door of the Explorer on. That's not the way it works. Read this story. It's in the newsletter today. Bill Gertz, the Washington Times. It's worth your time. Balloons serve multiple roles in Chinese warfare. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, they've been thinking about this for a long time. Don't think for a second any of this is new. This is a good piece. He talks about this 2009, not 2019, 2009 report from China outlying the use of balloons for, quote, psychological attack. Psychological attack is an important means of information attack, said the report. They note that information warfare involves soft strikes and hard strike methods to shock the enemy psychologically and invoke long-term fear to achieve the goal of victory without, ba- without battle. Tools include propaganda, pictures, broadcast, television, computer networks, audiovisual periodicals, and the internet. He notes other methods involve hologram image weapons, laser dazzlers, noise simulators, and electronic whistles. They call them thinking control weapons and virtual reality. Folks, China's thinking about holograms and virtual reality hanging from balloons projected to the ground or to the air to scare the hell out of people? Again, do you think this balloon was just some kind of mistake? you think it was an accident? Why do you think I started out yesterday's show talking about it and said, listen, this isn't about a balloon. It's nothing to do with a balloon. This is everything to do with them not being afraid one bit of Joe Biden because our government is bought and sold, our intel community, our military, and our politicians, and they know it. They are bought and sold, and they know they're not going to do a damn thing. And you can expect this psychological warfare to get ramped up and ramped up and ramped up. I'm going to stay on this story, not about a balloon. They sold us out, these people. All right, did you see the insurrection yesterday in Oklahoma? There was an insurrection or a few days ago, sir. Yes, there was. It was a massive insurrection. No, I'm not kidding. Uh, by the left's own standards. Why haven't you heard anything about it? Uh, because it was a leftist insurrection. It's like you never hear about a leftist insurrection. Every, you, know, you only hear about a quote, insurrection. You do, wait, there's a media. Oh, there was a media. Oh, no. No, there was. Death. That's. Yeah, sorry. It's just crickets. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. There was a. Yeah, again. Crickets are, crickets are getting a lot of airtime, unfortunately, uh, outing left-wing insurrections are. Stay tuned for that. We've got audio of that and video of that. Uh, let me get to my last sponsor first. WeThePeopleHolsters.com. This is my actual We The People holster for my Glock 43. You know, I love it. They have been a sponsor of my show for a long time because their holsters are amazing. They sent me them as a sample. I said, I want them as a sponsor. They're wonderful. I wear their shirts too. We The People holsters have been a partner of the show for a long time. They don't just do the holsters. People ask me all the time, where you get those shirts? I get a lot of them from We The People holsters. They're patriotic and they're a world above the rest. And here's why. Not only do they have the most patriotic and pro-Second Amendment designs on their shirts, they're all made in the USA down to the cotton. We're talking cotton grown in America, sewn in America, printed in America, and shipped right to your door. doesn't get any more American than that, folks. Check out their line of American-made awesome shirts at wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. 
And please use the code DAN25, that's DAN25, to save 25% of your. They've got gun belts. They've got holsters, tactical stuff. They've got T-shirts. It is one-stop shopping. While you're there, you can also check out their complete line of custom-printed holsters, their revolutionary Freedom Holster platform, and their industry-leading gun belts as well. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash danbookmarket. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash dan. Use offer code DAN25. Happy shopping over there. You're going to love it. Okay. So there was a there was a uh, insurrection in Oklahoma. There are some bills in Oklahoma uh, getting ready to be signed and passed that would prevent the genital mutilation of children. You'd be like, oh, wow, that sounds like a really good thing. I'm glad to see Oklahoma's getting on that. We don't want to mutilate uh, uh, children's genitals. Oh, no, 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 because uh, the left does. Uh, the left actually thinks this is great. Um, and this is that's why they call themselves progressive. That This is progress, uh, removing the sexual organs of young children who uh, they claim are confused by their gender. So, of course, when Oklahoma moved for sanity, uh, there was an insurrection as the statehouse was uh, was stormed. Check this out. So I'm sure the FBI is on the case. Uh, that's an insurrection, a takeover of a government building with screaming and yelling. Uh, of course, the FBI is not on the case because this is a leftist group fighting for the genital mutilation of children um, and to keep men from competing in women's sports, which, again, is, uh, uh, is sane. So this is, of course, how it was covered by Tulsa World. You would think in these Republican states that some of these media outlets, you know, would cover these things honestly. As transgender rights protesters gathered at Oklahoma Capitol ahead of state of state. Gathered? They gathered. Uh, they're just chilling. Yes, geese said, yeah, just having a few drinks. Again, if those were conservatives, uh, as in Michigan, and on January 6th, of course, it would be portrayed as an insurrection. Christopher Ray would have everybody locked up. Grandma would be in jail. There'd be pictures all over the internet. Now, uh, folks, narratives, remember the media, they always have to tell you a story, not the story. Um, I'm just going to reemphasize that. This is why a thorough house cleaning is needed. We're never going to fix a damn thing with these people in charge, folks, ever. They are absolutely committed to using and weaponizing every branch of government, to suppressing conservatives and allowing liberals to tear up and scream at whatever they want. Of course, they do have a right to protest, folks. I'm being sarcastic in that segment. I support everyone's right to protest, petition, and assemble. Um, I just wish we lived in a constitutional republic where that right, big R, God-given right, applied to conservatives, too. Okay, folks, libs never hold themselves accountable, uh, ever. This has been an argument I've made for a long time. They don't hold themselves accountable for past mistakes because the mistakes are a feature, uh, not a glitch. You understand destruction is the point of liberalism. I want to prove that to you in this segment right here. It's going to be a quick one, but I get asked this question a lot. It's the reason I'm covering it today. People ask me on Facebook, Dan, you know, everything they do is bad. How come people let it happen? Because they want it to happen. It is a feature. It is not a glitch. Here's what I mean. So Biden gets caught squirreling away classified documents. There's no question what he did is against the law. How he did it, the extent of it, an open question. We don't have all the details, fair enough. But there's absolutely no question at this point, because they've already admitted to it, that Biden had classified documents he wasn't entitled to have. Usually when you do something like that, you think you would apologize. So he's asked yesterday on the South Grounds if he regrets any of this. And his answer is no, yes, no, or something like that. The audio is rough because Marine One's in the background, but listen to this. Check this out. 
So he says no, and he says yes, and he says no again. Or so. he seems quite confused. Well, he was asked a few weeks ago if he had any regrets about potentially breaking the law. We don't know who exactly did it, him or someone else. No question, the law was broken. The question is who broke the law. So again, you think you'd be apologetic? No, not when you're a liberal. See, liberalism, the point of liberalism is to deify and weaponize government. When you're in charge, you can never admit a mistake because if you admit a mistake, people will realize government's fallible. Just like with mask mandates and vaccine mandates, you can't admit it was a mistake because then people will realize that government sucks and never knows what the hell it's doing. So here Biden was asked a few weeks ago about the classified documents and if he had any regrets. The answer, of course, if you are a sane, moral human being is yes. Not Joe Biden. Take a listen. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. All right. So they don't apologize and they never learn from their mistakes because they don't consider them the mistakes. They're the anointed ones. It's a hierarchy. Remember, it's not hypocrisy to them. It's a hierarchy. They're in charge. You're not. And you should shut them up. That's their, that is their attitude. That's the Maoist, the communist, the socialist, and the modern progressive. No regrets. Never take the blame for anything. Never accept responsibility. Here's Biden asked about inflation just the other day, whether he takes any responsibility whatsoever from the exploding inflation since he took office. Here's his answer. Like, you take right. any blame for inflation, Mr. President? Are you taking blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. Thank you. So again, notice the scam he pulls. You understand it's the same scam they pull with crime and gas prices. Inflation is historically worse since Biden took over for the Republican Donald Trump, just like crime is in, in liberal cities when they took over for Republicans, and just like gas prices since Biden took over for the, from the Republican. But because they've been worse during Biden's time and have gotten marginally better, Biden takes credit for decreasing just the severity of the problem. So in other words, like, it's like someone coming into your house, beating the crap out of you every day and hospitalizing you. One day they beat you up and you don't make it to the hospital. And they're like taking credit for your health. Like, man, he's really healthy today. He wasn't in the hospital. You're like, wait, what? So hat tip David Asman for this handy chart. Build back better. Here's U.S. inflation when Biden took office. There's even handy arrows if you're watching on Rumble. January of 2021, inflation was 1.4%. Inflation now is hovering around 6.97%. And then he said, oh, no, no, it was definitely the war in Ukraine. It was? Because it's interesting. Inflation went up nearly every single month after Biden took office. Even you can look right there. Guy even scrolled in for you. Even before the war in Ukraine started. It's almost as if Joe Biden is lying. Of course, Joe Biden's lying. He's always lying. But Joe Biden will never apologize. He'll never walk anything back because liberals never hold themselves accountable because they don't believe in mistakes. They believe in all-powerful government. And the fact that they can jam it down your throat and never have to apologize, ladies and gentlemen, is the point. Here's another example of this. Yesterday, we put up and displayed and linked to a shocking article 
by a doctor in Substack about this massive meta-analysis of masks, which determined unsurprisingly to anyone here on this show that masks do not prevent the spread of respiratory virus. You can wear them if you want. I believe in freedom. If you do, I know to walk away from you because you're probably a moron. Uh, they don't work. But again, because government is incapable of acknowledging a mistake because they're afraid it'll break down the patina of credibility they think they have. They will double and triple down on this no matter what. And so will the liberals who support them. So the study was exhaustive. It eviscerated the use of masks. And as if on cue, February 6th, the conversation. Yes, masks reduce the risk of spreading COVID, despite a review saying they don't. <laughs> See Raina McIntyre, Abrard Chagutai, David Fishman, and Trish Greenhall. They're to, keep in mind, the individuals who wrote this aren't even remotely embarrassed. They're not embarrassed, just like Biden's not embarrassed about gaslighting you on gas prices, on inflation, on the economy. They're not embarrassed at all. This is what hierarchy looks like. Study comes out, says masks don't work. We're in charge. So we're just going to write an article saying, no, no, no. Uh, we're a bunch of media people with a third grade level of education. We're just going to tell you they do, despite the fact that they don't. And liberals will scoop it up and they'll still put their mask on. It reminded me of the story. It's the last thing I'm going to cover today. Um, I saw this yesterday. I was, I was going through some of my show notes. Someone sent this to me. You think liberals would learn from the lesson of government-run health care? They're pushing for more government-run health care now. That's despite the fact that the National Health Service in the United Kingdom has a record 7.1 million people who are stuck on a waiting list for non-emergency treatment like hip replacement. They just faced the biggest strike in history, and people who suffer heart attacks or strokes wait more than an hour and a half for an ambulance. Now, a sane person would say, oh, I don't want that here. No, no, no. Liberals want more of it here. Look at this Washington Examiner article. States, despite the fact that they're failing left and right, states are moving for a public option, a government-run health care within the states. Right here. States are turning to the public health care option. Sally Pipes, Washington Examiner. You know, they tried it in the state of Washington. And 20 of the 39 counties in the state won't even accept it. Why? Because the reimbursements, because they ration it, are too low. So the hospitals will go out of business. Keep it up, Libs. I should probably play this video. I, I haven't done an AOC. I'm sorry. I don't want to expose you to AOC stupidity that often. It may reduce your axon dendrite connections, and I don't want anyone's IQ to go down. But this is worth it because I'm seeing this growing trend on the left that whenever you challenge them on things like this, how liberals, they have no facts to back up what they say and they're wrong. They accuse you of this new thing called stochastic terrorism. It's, it's humiliatingly dumb. It's the idea that if you call them out and some maniac issues a death threat, which we get all the time and don't even highlight that you're responsible. So AOC then technically is highlight is uh, is responsible uh, for me getting death threats as well by her own logic. Here's AOC using this little clever trick. Uh, by the way, there's a very old trick. Communists have used this for a long time. It goes under various names. So castic terrorism, the heckler's veto. But this is a communist trick. She's trying here to shut you up. Here, check this out. Did you feel safe sitting there with him? I think it's uncomfortable um, serving with people who engage in what many experts deem stochastic terrorism, which is the incitement of violence in a uh, 
which is an incitement of violence using digital means and large platforms. So that individual themselves may not be the one that's wielding a weapon. Um, but I have had to ride, as, a, as has Representative Omar, I've had to, consistently had to ride in 20,000 pound armored vehicles in, um, in, you know, engaging in some of the most gruesome threats that you can imagine uh, that were incited by Republican members. This is not just about a tweet. It is about what life looks like and, and the, and the marshalling of hundreds, thousands, if not millions of people um, into doing something. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, thankfully, I have a functioning elbow. Uh, it's a communist technique. They've used it often. AOC's too dumb to realize that. She's really, this is a woman. Who, just ask anyone on Capitol Hill. This is not, this is a particularly stupid human being. Uh, but she knows she's a useful idiot. So she leaves out Steve Scalise being nearly murdered by a deranged leftist. Uh, she leaves out, of course, Brett Kavanaugh nearly being murdered by another deranged leftist. And the uh, Rand Paul attack, the attack on me and my wife after we walked out of the uh, uh, White House that night with Trump. I mean, she doesn't really care about any of that because AOC doesn't really believe any of this. She likes to play the pathetic, sorry, little whiny victim. <laughs> okay, that's all AOC is, is a pathetic, sorry, disgrace to humankind. She doesn't care about any of that. She doesn't care about anybody's safety. What she cares about is shutting people up because she's a useful idiot for communists. And she'll make up any term to do it. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We had another banner day with subscribers and followers. We're holding strong at number four. Uh, that all depends on subscriptions and follows. I deeply appreciate it. It is free. So if you wouldn't mind, please go to Apple, Spotify, and on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino, if you click that subscribe and follow button, I would personally appreciate it. Sorry to ask every day, but uh, we've had a great few weeks thanks to you, and it's due to all these new followers. So we really appreciate your help. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.